Notes from the Upper West Side, a novel by Dan Wrench. Chapter 100 Ambivalent. So, a couple days after that last scene in the park, Captain Think who had been churning away on this cami problem, pushed into my awareness the uncrystallized sense that I was not going to give up trying to slam her. That she would give me another chance. I know. This is how stalkers get their start. I was aware of it even then. I was not going to stalk her. But I wasn't going to take no for an answer and go away either. I wanted another shot. I'm a human being. She knows I'm a human being. I have flaws. When I was owning up to my flaws during the fiasco, right after she chomped the admiral and I was lying there on top of the bed at the roundabout, she had compassion. Sort of. I could have made that into an opening for fuck date three if I hadn't been so paranoid and if Parp hadn't sabotaged me. Babes want affection. I could have shown Cammy I'm that rare type of guy who is all about affection. That was the secret right there. I was convinced. Sold. It was the secret to getting Cammy back and to not looking like a stalker. Be pitifully honest about my flaws and show affection. She'll see I'm not like other guys who might meet her in hotel rooms to chew her mound. I'm not arrogant. I'm the dead opposite of arrogant. I'm an affectionate non-stalker who admits he has flaws and then fucks her extra hard. It was good and bad feeling this way. There's a word the presumptuous types use to describe feeling two ways about something at the same time. It would be pretty appropriate to use that word right now, except I can't remember it. See, normally I'd tell Parp about my renewed sense of purpose, but if I did, he'd probably sabotage me again. And I wanted to tell Junior, in a way, because we were doing so well at being domestic comrades, it just seemed kind of natural to tell her about this new project of mine. Getting a girl with a perfect ass to let me open her cunt with my cunt opener. She probably could have given me some tips. And I didn't want to tell Jessica. She'd hear me out and wouldn't be judgmental, but she'd want me to analyze and understand that in reality, I'm just jumping to yet another conclusion I have no reason to jump to. What I needed right then was someone to strategize with. Not a therapist so much as a consigliere. So even though I felt good about committing myself to this project, I also felt kind of lonely. Because the only person I could confide in, the only person I could trust with it, was me. And I already knew all about it. You know? Then.
then straight out of the blue with absolutely no effort from me and falling squarely into the old shit happens category or maybe even the shit really intensely happens category, I got an email from Cammie. I couldn't believe it. Would you? It almost made me believe there's something out there. Something Mulder and Scully could have shown flashlights on. Something like, if your brain is really churning away the way the captain was churning away on getting Cammy back, it has an effect on the material world. Yeah, I thought. Mulder would be down with that. Or maybe it was another plot whispered to witches by Satan himself. Or maybe it was just a big coincidence. You should read Aristotle's essay on coincidence, Harp said years ago. It'll clear the superstitions out of your brain. I tried reading Aristotle once. It took me ten minutes to figure out his first three sentences, so I slammed the book shut. Fuck Aristotle, I thought. Too much like math. Here's what Cammy's email said. Hi, Paul. Something came up, and I thought it might be an awesome opportunity for you. Plus, you'd be really helping me out in a super big way. I think I might have mentioned, or maybe you heard, or blah. Never mind, I'll just tell you. I'm the artistic director at the Milestone Theater Company, and a little while back we did this reading of a new play called Democracy My Ass. It's a lot cooler than it sounds, lol. Wanna be in it? We're going to stage it, and this new director, well, not real new, New to stage, anyway, but he's directed a few student films at NYU. Asked if I had anyone in mind to play this character called Gerard. And your name popped into my head. I think it would be awesome if we didn't have to hold open auditions for this part. What you think? Cam. BTW. The director's name is Winthorpe Gerben. Heard of him before? Me neither. LOL. I was extra careful when first reading this because it was in the morning right after I get back from my run but before Junior leaves for work. There can be as much as a half hour overlap there and the day after the fiasco I started reading my email without making sure I was alone first. What did I have to hide anymore? So the Cami email kind of ambushed me and I slammed it shut as soon as I read it through but the wife didn't notice and why was I acting guilty? A colleague from the little round Jewish hat video was feeling me out for a job. Professional, networky, chaste. That's normal and grown up and responsible. All the things I strive every day to make people think that I am. I just had to get over feeling guilty every time I thought of Cammie and Junior in the same room together. I mean, what if I got this Gerard part? They'd probably end up meeting each other. I'd have to chill down to cool when that happened. I should start chilling down to cool pronto, I thought. As soon as Junior left for Mohum, I opened the email and read it again. I think I read it maybe five times. Then I just stared at it without moving my eyes. I thought it was kind of amusing. I mean, who was she kidding? She wanted the big raging cock she got a glimpse of and a taste for. Paul Cock. 
Hey, I don't know why she wanted it from me. The world is filled with guys who have nothing on the net positive side of the scale but a massive cock. Guys who post dick pics to schmuck book as if to say, I have only one talent, but you can measure it with a ruler. And if you know anything about me, it's that sexual attraction is a mystery to me. Why did Cammie want to fuck me in the first place, right? There was the whole daddy thing, a fixation of hers, or maybe just a fantasy that I guess she saw in me, but I really didn't get it. I'm older than her by maybe a decade or so, but when I look in the mirror, I really don't see daddy. Daddy is an act I can barely pull off with my own kids. But whatever it was I had over her, I had it pretty big. I mean, come on. After the fiasco, would you, if you were the lady, be thinking, I know, that guy who I had this agonizing experience with? He could save me the trouble of auditioning strangers for the part of Gerard. You know what I'm saying. There was something more going on here. Some subtext the email was lousy with. I could smell it. Sense it. It was giving me a rod. Ha! I almost got up and danced. So it was still on with the campster and I didn't even have to stalk her. Notes from the Upper West Side is a work of fiction. The people depicted in this work do not exist. Notes from the Upper West Side, copyright 2022 by Dan Wrench.